Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. I hate that. Do you? I do. I hate that. Um, welcome to Into the Twilight. Welcome. We hate everything. Especially that I can't be around people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really throwing you for a loop, especially, because you love people. <laughs> I do. I miss them. Yeah. I miss being able to complain about people, and I miss being around them, and getting energy from them it's hard being an extrovert y'all because it is like being it's like being a social vampire uh-huh um and <laughs> I, uh, you know ladies am i right um <laughs> it's just so it's hard out here that's all i forgot to say i just miss sucking the vibes out of people you know it's really what a vibe check is <laughs> yeah, and for real. Honestly, uh, social vampires were the original doers of the vibe check. Like, they started that shit before anyone else. And it's it's hard out here not having it. <laughs> yeah. That's all I gotta say. I'm just always hungry, man. Hungry for vibes. I, I am hungry for vibes. <laughs> I am hungry for vibes. <laughs> I miss them. Welcome into the twilight. I miss my we're vibes. hungry for vibes. <laughs> Welcome to Into the Vibe. <laughs> Welcome to Into the Vibes. Oh. oh. This has really been a vibe-full week, if you really think about it. Yeah. Would you care to elaborate? I will, but first, Cody, how the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Damn, you old bait and switch. <laughs> I am a bait. I'm a manila clam, if you really think about it. Oh my god. <laughs> you gotta stop. <laughs> I, <laughs> our listeners, I'm sure some of them are here for Animal Crossing content, but I'm sure most of them are very much not for that, because <laughs> they are coming to us for a very specific purpose. <laughs> that is not that. Well, if but you know, you know. If Yeah, if you know, you know. I will say the vibes have been good. Um, I I made bread this week. What the fuck? I made what? bread. Me? What kind of bread? Me? <laughs> This fucking me, fool? the bread boy, this? Peta, me, what? <laughs> yeah, what's up? My name's Peta. I'm fucking. I live and die by the bread, dude. Um, Honestly, that's fucking me up a little bit. Tell me everything. So, everyone's been making bread during the news, right? Because it's like it's a fun thing to do, and it's also a fun thing to learn how to do when you got a lot of time on your hands, right? And like people are cultivating sourdough because it's like. You know, little children. I love it. It's great. But I was like, I've I want to. I want to be a part of this, but I have no ability. I have no, and I don't want to buy a fuck ton of shit. I don't want to do a lot of shit. I don't want to mix a lot of shit for a long time. I want easy bread. And to be clear, that was before the pandemic too. <laughs> this is just well, more. Yes. Yeah, but that <laughs> that lifestyle has carried into. I wanted to do less and less shit as the time has progressed, <laughs> but especially now during the news. Especially now. And then, lo and behold, here comes beer bread. Mmm, yeah. And that has changed my life. Tell me about it. How did it work for you? It is flour. Yeah. And baking soda or baking powder, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Salt and sugar. And My favorite. Fucking beer. Yeah. And then it's bread. You <laughs> 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 just, it's bread. It just becomes bread. You have That's bread. Wild. And so it's I just have bread. I could just, like, in an hour, I could just have, I don't have to fucking wait for shit to rest for a fuck ton of time. I have to get yeast and shit. Fuck that. I got beer, and I got flour, and I got all this shit. I'm gonna make bread. <laughs> That's some true homemaker shit right there. Oh, it's so per- Why is anyone making any other type of bread? Like, I get it. You know, a little focaccia? Sure. Oh. A little sourdough? Sure. Oh. I love it. I, I love the cottagecore vibes. But I just want to fucking put beer in something, and it turn it into bread. 
This is some real Charlie Swan vibes you got going on here. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I got, I got a tall boy and I got some flour, and I'm gonna make magic out of it. I'm gonna make a meal for several days with this. <laughs> I'm gonna slap some jam on it. Maybe get some avocados on there. Get some egg. Yo, I got bread <laughs> that I made with I... my hands. Cody, I wasn't hungry before this podcast. <laughs> Fuck you, though. Which ones? Do you want some beer bread? I can just, I'll chuck it. I'll just, <laughs> just send it through FaceTime. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, though. Uh, yeah, so yeah that's that how sounds really doing. good. Thank you. Um, I'm now just a bread boy. That's my life I love now. that. Here's the thing about baking, and I promise you, like, I know so many of you are coming into Into the Twilight, and you're like, where's the Twilight content? I promise <laughs> you we're getting there. We we'll acknowledge get- you. <laughs> you are it's valid. Just, <laughs> we hear you. We see you. I promise you, like, my notes in front of me have so many things about Midnight yeah. Sun in it. I just need to talk about bread, because yeah. I, I, I got to like do that- a little bit of therapy before we actually dive into stuff. This is just the routine that we do. <laughs> Listen, the Newtons are happening right now. We just need to talk about bread for, like, two seconds, okay? Yeah. It is also, that is, bread is also Twilight culture. <laughs> um, it's true. It's true. <laughs> um, here's the thing about baking that really fucks me up. I've always wanted to be, like, a a baking bitch kind of person. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. I, my philosophy with cooking has been one that I was taught to never follow recipes. Like, yeah, I was taught by people that it was always like, oh, I don't follow recipes. It's very much just like go with the flow, pinch of this, touch of that kind of thing. Yeah. And so that is very much how I cook. And baking is very much the opposite of that. Like you have to... (laughs) I cook like an air sign where I'm just like flitting around the kitchen doing multiple things at once. And cooking, you have to be an earth sign about it. Like you have to, it's very like Virgo Capricorn energy where you have to follow the rules. And I don't understand that. Yeah. Um, Where like you have to know that you want it early to have all the ingredients on hand. I never do. You have to follow the directions. I don't do that. Um, And it has to be exact and precise. And I don't understand what those things are. (laughs) <laughs> and so, like, what the fuck do you want me to do? I'll just yeah. buy my stuff, even though I, you know, I, I look at everyone's Instagram and I respect it, but I am never fully prepared for that. I want to be part of that world, you know? I do want to be part of that world, but I'm, I, I know my truth and I stand by the fact that I will be a cooker. A chef is the right <laughs> word, not a cooker. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, not a baker. Yeah, I... Firsthand, I've seen Allie throw away every measuring cup that's ever been placed in front of her. I just disagree with the concept. I <laughs> my my lifestyle is salt bay. Like I, I, it's it's just not. Yeah, and honestly, it's a glamorous lifestyle. It's very spectacular, very meme worthy, very just fun and flirty. You know, I just go with the flow. You know. Yeah. Um, speaking of going with the flow, um, I'm so glad that you asked how I'm doing. Um, I was getting there, but you, (laughs) I wanted to talk a lot more about bread than I was anticipating. (laughs) Well, you can't bring up bread. I, so this kind of rolls into our main discussion point for this week, which is about Midnight Sun. Um, I think, so here's the thing. I'm doing fine. I think I am recovering from a lack of sleep. So here's the thing. Um, On Sunday, I accidentally made the executive choice to prioritize spending time with friends rather than doing work. And I usually like work on the weekends. Um, Is that healthy? No. Do I do it? Yes, of course. Here we are. Um, (laughs) And so I uh, played Jackbox with my friends and then um, I needed to do some work because I... Um, I I know this is a shocker to a lot of you. I don't just sit around and talk about Twilight all day. Um, I do also teach. Um, And so I needed to finish. I know, much to think about. I had to finish some of that work up. Here's the thing. We finished Jackbox on Sunday at about set. At what? At about 11. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I still had a lot of work to do. So I stayed up and I was like, oh, I'll just finish up my work. Um, knowing full well that I had an alarm set for Monday morning at 5.30 (laughs) for when Stephanie Meyer, her fucking countdown clock, was going to hit zero on her website. And we were 
confident when our last episode released that it was going to be Midnight Sun, but who the fuck knows? Right. It really could have been anything. She could have been the one to release the murder hornets. Like, who's to say? (laughs) I don't know. I don't doubt that she did. I don't know. It could have been good content. We don't know. Like, release the bees. Um, (laughs) So, I finished my work, Cody. Yeah. (laughs) I say Sunday night, but if we're being honest, it was Monday morning at 3 o'clock. Uh, yeah, so that's that's pretty late. Slash so pretty I'm up. Early. I'm wired at this point, and I'm like, well, I've got like two and a half hours. I could just stay up, or I could just make sure that I set an extra alarm and take a quick soft nap. <laughs> you know, a soft nap that you take at three. <laughs> yeah, we've all been there. Um, so I wake up with my alarm at 5.30, it's dead ass like the morning now. Like, it's just, the sun has risen. Like, it is up. Um, so, I'm, had, I've had two hours of sleep, and thus begins our Midnight Sun news. So, when I talk to you about the context of this news, and right. if you all, um, who follow us on Twitter saw the thread, I, I hope that it makes more sense that I was on two and a half hours of yeah. sleep. We got to frame it, you know? We got to, like, put give you a portrait of where we were and what was happening when this breaking tr- news happened. Y'all, I, if, the portrait was that I was a lady on fire during the day. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I was trying so hard to be respectful of the fact that my boyfriend was in our bedroom asleep. <laughs> so gone. And I was, like, fist in my mouth trying so hard to be quiet while stephanie's website was fucking gonzo yeah done where was she it was not there and i am trying to like scream out of frustration quietly (laughs) just tiny little ah tiny screams coming out of my mouth and then excited screams also tiny just ah um coming out of my mouth it was small screams but very small screams. screams And just as as context, when we kind of go through this journey, um, Cody, where were you at 5.30 a.m. Pacific time on Monday morning? Yeah, well, it was uh, 7.30 here. And I yep. planned, I really, like, set earlier alarms, too, because I usually get up around 7.38. But I was like, cool, I'll just, like, set a little bit, a little bit earlier. So I sure. did that, and I so ignored all of those alarms. <laughs> And it was like, no, it's fine. Totally not even registering, like, the stakes. And I was just like, I actually would really like to keep sleeping. Um, this is actually very chill. I'm not going to do that. And so I wake up at, like, 6, 7.40. And I pull up Twitter. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and I'm just yelling in my room. My yeah. roommate, so beautifully asleep, has no idea what's going on. I think at that point I'd also sent you several texts of like, hello? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is anyone yeah. alive? Is anyone here? Did anyone survive this? Yeah. No, it was, I was like, oh, my timeline's different. Uh-oh. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there was pink news. <laughs> my favorite thing during this time is that fucking tweet that you sent out after all of this. It's just that uh, fucking succession of just rolling up like, what's up? Sorry. <laughs> 15 minutes late with Starbucks. What the hell did I miss? What are we arguing about? It's how I felt. Oh my god. Okay. So, obviously, if you are here (laughs) listening to this at this point. Yeah. Based on the context of, like, what we talked about last week and here, it, it, hopefully we are not the ones telling you and breaking this news. Um, but Midnight Sun is happening, Right. It's honestly fucked up to me and hilarious, I think, that Stephanie Meyer did not get to break this news. Yeah. It, it is, okay. So, I think for a more thorough, like, where we were in this moment, you can kind of, like, go back on our Twitter and, like, Right, we did a real play moments. I was, like, I was in there. I was, like, in the depths of those comments. But for... For more of a Cliff Notes version, the timer went off on her website. <laughs> and then her website broke. <laughs> of course. Because, of course. Because Stephanie Meyer was 
unable to fathom the fact that her fandom, which, like, literally changed pop culture. The largest, like, mobilizable fandom you could possibly do. You could possibly have in the world. Like, they are Would come back and break her website because she has the potential to bring back something that they have been demanding for over a decade. Yeah. Like, of course, Stephanie. Did you not think, Stephanie? Anyways... So I go to their Twitter and their Instagram. And on the Instagram comments, everyone, of course, is freaking out. And there's these little whispers of something about Good Morning America. Now, Stephanie had not hinted anything about being on Good Morning America. Yeah. Which you would think if you are going on Good Morning America, you would want to talk about that. Yeah. Like, at all? I think for sure she wanted the glory, right? Like, she wanted the lunch to be hers. And, like, oh, like, she's on Good Morning America talking about it. But, like, everybody already knows that it's happening. But nobody fucking knew until Good Morning America because the fucking website was garbage. Right. And so there were whispers about Good Morning America. I try to find what's happening. And someone, there's a lot of people that were talking about it, but there were no clips at that point. Mm -hmm. Finally... Good Morning America posts the clip and announces um, at the same time that Little Brown, which is the publisher, posts like on their actual website. Because I was waiting for confirmations, like yeah. actual credible right. stuff at this point. Yeah. And so we're both of the. So, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Bless you for again. So, kind of both at the same time, Good Morning America and Little Brown post those things, confirming Stephanie Meyer's announcement that happened on GMA, and then the actual, like, blurb on Little Brown. And again, Stephanie Meyer's website is not up yet. Which, like, at at this point, all I'm thinking about is, like, how many angry calls she's making right now. Oh, for sure. Just, she is pissed. (laughs) Like, seeing this as, like, a targeted attack. It's like Jeffree Star when, like, his website broke. Yes, when he had that launch, exactly. he's like, you motherfuckers. That's all I could think about is, That's like, after energy. having seen that. Oh, God. The thing that was wild to me, and I didn't notice this at first. Rachel actually pointed this out because she was awake, too. During the Good Morning America clip that they originally aired, her lower third <laughs> had her name misspelled. <sighs> Because everyone does this to Stephanie Meyer. Right, because her name is fundamentally spelled wrong. It is. It is spelled <laughs> wrong in so many different ways. Yeah, right. Now, and every conceivable vowel it is wrong. <laughs> it's, it's so fucked up. Now, I did go back right before we started recording and double check on Good Morning America to see if they had, like, updated the video clip with a new lower third, and they have. Interesting. Which I think is wild. Hmm. So it very much feels like a Bernstein kind of thing. <laughs> but it was there when it was first posted, hmm. which is interesting. So that is wild. Um, and then eventually, as the day went on, um, Stephanie was able to like post her official announcement on her website, have a letter to the reader, um, detailing a whole bunch of information like one confirming that it's true um that she has she has plans and this is the thing that's fucked up and i want to talk to you about she has plans for a book tour she has plans for giveaways Mm. she has plans for music which i'm assuming is just another playlist like she's done in the past yeah but i'm very curious on what she thinks is going to happen with this book tour like if it's going to be like most people are doing right now where there's these like zoom digital book tours or if she is actually thinks (laughs) that at some point she's going to be able to go out into large gatherings yeah and like her book tours would be fucking massive right now Oh, of course. And they always have been. I mean, right, yes. But especially, like, given Ooh, all yeah. the time and given the new stuff and, like, everything. Like, if things were allowed to, like, if tours like that were allowed to go on right now, they would be fucking outrageous. Talk about, like, the the true irony of this book being about Edward Cullen, who died from the Spanish influenza. <laughs> 
<laughs> May he rest in peace. <laughs> Rip. Like, thank God Carlisle stepped in. Yeah. And, but his literal backstory being about the Spanish influenza and then the having fucking large gatherings during this, la- like, the next big Newton. Like, yeah. what the fuck is that even? No, Stephanie. Yeah. No, no, no. This Just is not on new Zoom. book material. Just for do real. it on Zoom. Do it on Twitch. Fuck, you can have a bigger audience there. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Everyone, let's just have like, she'll just do like a fucking Fortnite-like concert like all those other people have been doing. It's like oh this my god. wild, or like a Minecraft fucking like book tour. She would do it on like fucking Second Life or some weird shit like oh, that. she absolutely would. Oh my god. I or like the, the Sims like vampire pack or whatever the fuck. Oh my game god. Game that is. Everyone does fucking vibes. Honestly, that's all I want now. I don't I don't want to see her face because you know she could not sustain a camera being stuck in her face for that long. She would honestly break apart. Absolutely. I not. want yeah. I want to see Stephanie gaming in the Sims vampire expansion pack <laughs> talking about her book. That's yeah. all I want. Oh my god. And I demand it. Yeah. I will not that's rest I until I get it. Honestly, I won't. Um so we have, we asked for a bunch of feedback and obviously like a lot of folks had feedback because like, hi, this is the first new content that we've had in uh, literally since the start of the show, but like literally in a decade. Yeah. Um, but was there any initial thoughts that you had when you saw like the cover, when you saw the blurb? <sighs> or do you want to just like get into some of these? Yeah, let's just get into it. Okay, so one of our patrons, Alexis, um, posted, (laughs) uh, (laughs) which I certainly agree with, too. They they said, that cover is very vaginal. You're not wrong. (laughs) Because, okay, so here's the thing that really fucked me up. um, Is I am so used to the book cover of Midnight Sun being the, like, there, so, how do I say this? There were fan-inspired book covers of Midnight Sun. Right. And those are, like, so when I think of Midnight Sun, there's one specific image that I think of when I think of the book cover. And there were, like, four that went around. I definitely remember retweeting this on Twitter. Yeah. But the one that I remember... Is and I'll I'll go ahead and put this into our chat just so that you can see it. Is one where it's just this like big old red ass sun. Do you see that? Oh yes, 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 yes. Okay, so like that is the one that I always associate with Midnight Sun mm-hmm. when I see it. And was that going to be the cover? Obviously not. <laughs> but that is just like when I think of Midnight Sun, that is what I see. Yeah. So when this fucking pomegranate, <laughs> this pomegranate ass bitch, when this came onto the scene, one, I was like, "That's a lot of holes." And as someone who doesn't like, like the i the new iPhone has a lot of holes, and that as someone I don't like it. Yeah. But seeing just a fucking. Georgia O'Keeffe ass, yeah, holy ass pomegranate really is a lot. Fucking bespoke Georgia O'Keeffe from beyond the grave, just like for real, like a drippy ass pomegranate. Yeah, that is a juicy pomegranate for real. Edward's gonna fuck that pomegranate. That's okay, but for real though. <laughs> It's honestly fucked up. And so, first of all, I was like, one, that's a lot of holes. Two, that's a juicy-ass pomegranate. And then third, as soon as I it hit me, like, she's doing it because of the Hades Persephone's thing, I wanted to throw my laptop across the room. Yeah, it's disgusting. Because <laughs> it's honestly so annoying because I forget sometimes just how overt Stephanie Meyer is with her audience of, like, do you get it? <laughs> but do you get it, though? <laughs> I'm referencing something. It's I'm an referencing allegory. something. <laughs> Do you get it? It's 
symbolic. Do you get it? It's a forbidden fruit. It's like, shut the fuck up, Stephanie. Just because you were an English lit major doesn't mean that we all don't understand the forbidden fruit. Shut up. Like, hi, do you understand that your audience also spends a lot of time on Wattpad? Like, we get it. Yeah. Anyways, um, so that was a lot for me to say. Uh, Yeah, I have, there's something, like, unnerving about, like, the way the cover looks. Like, I think the text is really throwing me off with the title. It's so big. It's huge, and it's two lines, which is, like, rare. Obviously, all the other books, like, have one or two short phrases, uh, short words um, yeah. on it. And Or, like, like New Moon is, like, very small text with, like, the whatever, like, stuff going around it or whatever. Right. And, like, the, the one, the fan one, this, like, sun, this red sun, like, kind of going up or whatever, um... Like, has that similar vibe. And, like... It does. Even the font, like... Like, the S in the sun for the fake one matches the one in Now It's Edward's turn. But the sun in Midnight Sun, like, the S in the real one, just looks like it's a regular... It's a reg- different S. It's a different S, and it looks just like a regular-ass S. It's not, like, the curly, like, typical Twilighty font. It's not. It's not the Twilight S. And it's not I like agree. it's capitals because Midnight is not capitalized. And they it's use the S twice in the fucking promo. Yeah, it's ro- there's something wrong with the S. It looks so I like agree. like not as like fancy and like there should be more pizzazz. Like the G doesn't have the little curly Q shit in it. Like I want that raw fucking Twilight font. I agree. Uh, so looking at these side by side, because I have the, we, in our t- notes right now, we're comparing it to the fan version, which looks almost identical, I think, to the, to Stephanie Meyer's original ones. Yeah. Of like, it has the, the image, it has the title underneath it in like the smaller font. Right. And then Stephanie Meyer's um, name at the bottom. Mm-hmm. But the thing that fucks me up about this current photo of the actual book cover is it looks like a, it looks like the books that have large font, like the large text books. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, for me, I wouldn't be upset about because I can't see for shit. <laughs> However, <laughs> it, there's something so, there was, even though it's like super simple and it's not like she coined the style. Right. It seems like a lot of people are used to the fact that the the image that she uses is on top, the title is on the bottom. Yeah. And so if you have a box set of all of these, oh my God. <laughs> it's going to it's going to be fucked up, it's gonna right? Look and so up, like yeah. And that's kind of that's kind of it's a small detail, but it's kind of annoying. Right. And like book people fucking care about that shit. Like book people that are going to buy a hard cover and that have already bought a book set, yeah. like that's that's a lot. Yeah. Cuz I think these these usually go for like $28, which is not inexpensive for a book. Right. Especially when you're thinking about the fact that you have four plus Brie Tanner's companion book. Like Oh my god. That's, <laughs> Never forget Brie Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> it adds up. Yeah. And so to switch it up now and Life and Death, obviously, of course. Right. Um Oh my god. That's gonna be up, a whole fucking shelf. It's so fuck there's so many books and they're all four inches thick. <laughs> to switch it up now just seems weird. And the last detail on this, and I know we're focusing a lot on it, is it seems whiter. Like oh, the, like the text? Yeah, like, the font yeah. seems lighter and whiter, which is unnerving. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Our favorite intern, thank you, Taylor Brown. Thank you. Um, says, the marketing copy for the book says, quote, This unforgettable tale, as told through Edward's eyes, takes on a new and decidedly dark twist, end quote. What do you think the twist is? <sighs> I have no patience for this from Stephanie. <laughs> I so the way that I read this, and this kind of goes into Zoe's question, um, is that it's going to include the Edward's perspective from the other books, right? Yeah. So when I took that, I wasn't gonna. I didn't get my hopes up that it was some like, new content beyond Breaking Dawn. Right. 
I just interpreted it as twists of like, we're going to get his perspective from New Moon. Right. We're going to get his perspective from like, so like when he was gone in New Moon right. and like, you the- know, like a finished book. And like some of his experiences in like the, I don't know, in the fucking fighting scene in Eclipse and when she was pregnant in Breaking Dawn and like some of those kind of twists. I, I don't know. When it said new, I did not get my hopes up with her. Yeah, I don't know though. Like I think, I think if that is the case, which seems likely, then it's weird to advertise it like that. Because like, yeah, of course, like, you're gonna get his perspective from everything. Because right. that's the premise of the book. That's not a dark yeah. twist. That's not a fun little surprise. That's the book you are selling. Like, that is, it's true. that is what people are trying to buy into here. Because they've already seen the fucking first perspective from whatever, how long. But that's it's fair. like, I don't know. It just seems weird to be like, ooh, you're not going to expect what's coming up here. And it's like, oh, it's how we felt about fucking... <laughs> the the fucking everything like whatever it's like yeah of course yeah that's fair that's the whole premise that's the book i feel like knowing stephanie i'm not gonna get my hopes up right so if yeah. it's not if it's not her just including his perspectives from the story that we already know about bella and edward mm-hmm. i knowing her i feel like she's not gonna go into the future that we don't already know because I'm still, there was a lot of um, theories and this is one that we didn't end up touching on last week, but um, Stephanie Meyer has said that like 20 years after she released her original Twilight story, um, she was going to release Jacob and Renesmee's story. And so I feel like she's going to save all that shit for like later. Yeah. I feel like if she does this like new dark twist, it's going to be stuff from like flashbacks i don't know i'm just yeah. i don't it's yeah it's probably not, some, like some small stuff and like some fun little things like nothing too revolutionary like outside of the yeah. established world or whatever yeah i'm i'm trying not to get my hopes up too much i guess yeah um so this kind of ties into to zoe's question here which was i was wondering if maybe this version will be different from the draft um because it will feature edward's perspective during important scenes from all the books instead of just twilight i'm trying to have absolutely no expectations for this i'm feeling many conflicting emotions but no matter what happens i will always have midnight sun partial draft four pdf to come back to i am very curious to get her um her actually writing his perspective from mm-hmm. like new moon and especially breaking dawn. Um, cause reading those, especially like eclipse and fucking breaking dawn from Jacob's perspective, as much as I was like very horny for that in high school and <laughs> over it now. <laughs> so <laughs> I'd rather read it from Jacob's perspective. Yeah. Oh God. Um, okay. Uh, so this is Kelly Beck's experience from Monday, which, Oh, don't want to go back to. <laughs> so, um, do you want to read Kelly's from yeah, Monday? Yeah, sure, sure. I went to Stephanie Meyer's website on Monday morning, and when I couldn't get it to load due to a server error, I immediately thought, oh shit, this is serious. So I immediately <laughs> went into the toilet on Twitter because I knew y'all would have addressed it. I was so excited, I started squealing at my husband, and he had uh, that, I don't know what's happening, you are such a nerd look. So we got to listen while I taught him all about Midnight Sun and its place in the Twilight canon. <laughs> I've also been preaching this good news to my entire family via our quarantine group text. Kelly Beck is doing the Lord's work. Kelly Beck is out here putting in the work. All right. Which we also, Kelly Beck is doing the Lord's work during this time while also we realize has a newborn child. Yeah, congrats which, Kelly Beck. What the actual fuck, Kelly Beck? How are, are you, you? How do you have time? Good for this. Are you okay? I honestly Can we get don't you understand. anything? Like what? <laughs> What's the deal? What the fuck? Okay, and our last um, bit of commentary here is from Sophia Brady, who asked, "Do you think it's still going to be just as problematic, or will our dear Steph stick to her guns and double down on the whole watching your girlfriend sleep thing?" Also, I'm grappling with the fact that I've never had to pay money for a Twilight book. <laughs> Gotta love that sweet, sweet library card, but I'll probably have to buy this one to read it with you guys. Wild. Wow. Yeah. 
do you so we talked about this yeah. last week a little bit right and i honestly don't know if she's just gonna double down on this or not yeah i think it's really up in the air like because again i i don't think she knows really Especially when I read the, like, letter to her readers, and it said that the book isn't even done yet. Stephanie. She was like, it's done <laughs> almost. And I was like, ma'am. Sorry. <laughs> what me. are you talking? What do you mean? You put a countdown clock and a whole fucking party without having your goddamn draft even in? It's been 12 years. Has you gave <laughs> this manuscript to Robert Pattinson. <laughs> 12 years ago. What did you give him? Oh my god. So then we're definitely fucked because this is going to be a rush fucking thing. And it's not going to get the proper editing it deserves. Which even then, the bar was low. The bar was so low. The bar was on the floor, but it's gone now. That bar has been removed. (laughs) Editor and author, Stephanie Meyer. (laughs) Yeah. Just giving herself notes. Like, great job, honey. Doing so good. What if we put in one of your favorite childhood songs in here? What if? <laughs> oh my god. You know what feedback. this needs? Smiley faces. <laughs> Just give, take it from an old Caroline Ooh, here. italics? Or blank pages. Or, oh my god. <laughs> There's gonna, you know, because of the fact that this is gonna cover so much time, yeah. you know there's gonna be so many, like, two-word pages that are just so blank, and uh, people are going to be so horny for yeah. it. Do we know how long this book is going to be? We do. Yeah. Yeah, it's on... Let me... Oh, no, I found it. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. How long is it? <laughs> what? This is going to take us a year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like 600 or something. It's 752 pages. Uh, <laughs> did they change that from last time? Because the last time I saw it, it was like 672. This is what Amazon is telling me. Oh, fuck that, though. Okay, yes. All right, confirmed. I'm on the Barnes & Noble website. It says pages 672. Oh, yeah, I see it on Target, too. Okay, that's better. But that's only by a little bit. <laughs> but holy shit. Yeah, that's so much jesus i mean it's way more content than i was expecting (laughs) maybe 752 is what she told everyone it's gonna be because it's not finished (laughs) so she's just benchmarking it so it's a hardcover book that's 672 pages here's what really fucks me up though twilight hardcover is 498 pages yeah what the fuck? I understand Edward is a Gemini. I understand that. Yeah. Because I am also. And I don't know how to shut my mouth. But what the actual fuck, yeah. Stephanie? He's blabbing. Literal blabbers. <laughs> like, does not know how to shut his mouth. But, like, if they have a page count, then she has to be done, right? Right? I don't know. Please? I don't know. I fully, like, would believe that she would just wait until the last minute and, like, come up with some fucking buckwild shit and just hand it in. And everyone's gonna go with it because it's gonna make millions of dollars. Because they can't tell her no. Regardless of what she puts in that goddamn book, it could be, and it will be, not good. But it's still gonna make so much money that no one has to look it over nobody has to really cross check anything that's so fucked up because people's yachts will be financed with this book people's kids college educations will be funded and financed by this book that's so wild oh my god that's so long i know oh i hate it oh god okay well i mean obviously we are adjusting our schedule to make sure that we are finishing uh, Hidden Bodies yeah. so that we can read this. Um, so no worries there. Um, but holy fuck, Stephanie. God, <laughs> like, what the hell? Good God. Uh, yeah, it's just goddamn. Okay. Okay. 
All right. So speed round on hidden bodies. Yes. Let's do Which it. Which is fair because like there really isn't that much to talk about. It was. Chapters, they were pretty so. fillery chapters. They were. So last week, Love, 40, introduced to the space. Joe, enamored by Love and her iPod white fucking fingernails. <laughs> Amazed by the fact that Forty was this, like, haggard old man. <laughs> Father time. Truly. Um, and when we left off, they were on their way to Chateau, um, which I assumed when they were talking about that, that it was either, like, they were referencing their house or, like, a restaurant. And from the way that they talk about it in these chapters, I'm assuming it's a place like a restaurant or something yeah i think it's like a fancy schmancy restaurant situation okay Okay, cool so chapter 17 joe and love are in her tesla i know you're all super shocked (laughs) by that and so they're on their way just driving just chilling um and love is roasting the shit out of Joseph because a lot of the stuff that he listens to is from Pitch Perfect. And uh, it made sense when he was with Beck, but he still listens. Like, why? Is this, like, the emotional tie you want to have with, you know, your ex-girlfriend who you murdered? I guess. Does that help you sleep at night? To listen to the dulcet tones of... Of cups? Of cups song. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. And just Britney Snow having that really fake, deep voice. Oh my god, yeah. When she sings. Listen, that fucking sensual gay shower scene, pivotal. For the culture. Nothing else. I think... But that was important. Pitch Perfect really is in our canon, if you think about it. We can't do this. I know just because Anna Kendrick is in there doesn't mean. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. If the. Listen, if anyone wants it for a bonus, Jonas, I'm more than happy. Oh, yeah, we'll do it. If only the first one. Listen, I get it. The sequels aren't great, but the first one. (laughs) The first one. (laughs) I'm happy. We find out. And this isn't a weird switch up for me personally of Love's, like, occupation between the book and the TV show because I thought that the TV show made sense and I assumed that it's what Caroline did but her job quote unquote um, in in the book is that she is the music designer for the pantry so she makes the playlist that Joseph obsesses about and shazams while he is shopping yep Yep. <laughs> it's a match made in heaven. It really is. They are perfect for each other, these fucked up people. I also, like, when we were talking about these playlists, he seemed yeah. to not like them. I I thought so, too. He was like, this is fucking buck wild. Why are we playing Elvis and fucking Dead Mouse or whatever? Like, whatever right. weird combination of stuff that was happening. Kind of a weird mashup to be <laughs> in this store <laughs> right now. Stupid. Weird. But the second that Love's like, oh, I actually make those. He's like, you? You know the code to my heart? Those things, I think about them all the time. They're my favorite thing in the world. It's like, where the fuck did did this come from, Joseph? Yeah. Little horn dog? Just trying to fucking impress Love. Yeah, I I hate it so much. I also hate the fact that he makes a reference of, like, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to jump out of your Tesla right now. And and she says, you can't. You're locked in. And when he is like, ooh, that's hot, he says in his mind, she put me in a cage already. And I'm like, fuck off. I hate this. This is awful. And I don't like it. Yeah. Um, We also find out that in addition to helping Forty with movies and being the music designer whatever that means for the pantry she also runs a charity called swim for love uh, uh, where she gives swimming lessons um to kids that she says are quote at risk Mm. 
whatever she considers at risk. Right. <laughs> like, what does that even mean here? But sure. Um, she also, in this time, since it's just, like, exposition space. Yeah, this um, is heavy exposition. <laughs> Here's my entire life story. Right. Um, she decides just to, like, really get into her deep personal history and talk about the fact that she's been married twice. This is a little bit different than in the TV show. Right. Because I think she mentions here that she's, like, 35 or something. Yeah. Um, Joe mentions it later because he thinks it's a really big deal that she's, like, on her way to (laughs) To the grave. (laughs) (laughs) And he wants to fuck her. Yeah, he's like, that's so hot. I don't know. Your last fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But she's like, yeah, I've been married twice, which, like... You're 35, like, okay. Yeah, sure, sure, go off. Um, And so the first guy that she was with, um, I honestly can't tell if this is a real name or if she's just joking, but the first person she was married to is referenced in this book as Michael Michael Motorcycle in Vegas, (laughs) which... (laughs) What a gift. What a powerful name. Not the worst name I've heard this week. No. Um, in reference to to names, uh, <laughs> but sure. Uh, but you know, they got married in Vegas, lasted eleven months. Sure. Yeah. Um, and during this time, Joseph is trying to Google love. Um, <laughs> like in the and, middle of a conversation, he's like, "Yeah, yeah, don't worry, I'm I'm totally listening." <laughs> but his phone ins- isn't working, so he's using her iPad to do fucking background checks on her. Yep. On her, with her property. (laughs) Yep. And so while she's talking about her second husband, who was a doctor, they were married eight years ago, she makes it really clear that he was a black doctor. And, um, and during this time, he's just, like, freaking out over her Google search history. Which was just, uh, to him, a lot of boots. She searched up a lot of booties. <laughs> Little booties? Uh, not butts, but, like, booties. Um, and <laughs> Little ankle booties? Yep. And a lot of puppies. Yeah. And he's like, I want to fuck this woman, and all she cares about are booties and puppies. Which, like, listen, we contain multitudes, you know? Right. Listen. <laughs> Don't be fucking rude. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So disrespectful. Yeah. Um, and so during this time when she is, like, getting into deep personal history while driving in L.A. traffic, <laughs> yeah. she's like, you know what? He had cancer. He was super sick. And he's like, oh, damn. Like, when did he die? Um, was it from the cancer? And it's like, Joseph, that's so inappropriate. Can you focus and ask better questions? <laughs> And then Love, out of nowhere, is like, um, actually, no, he killed himself and drowned while he went surfing. He's like, um, hello? <laughs> what is happening? So these two are awful. It's like, oh, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, absolutely not. It was. Uh, what the fuck? Guys. I don't understand these two, but sure. Um, so that's happening. Um. And, again, Joseph is, like, not finding much about love on the internet, but he's like, you know what? It's fine. Love is 35, which makes her the oldest woman I've ever slept with. (laughs) This old crone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I want to sleep with her because she uses her blinker and she's kind. And she says she's also sort of from New York. (sighs) That's my favorite Ruby Core poem. Stop! (laughs) Cody, you can't say that. Bleep that name. You can't say that name here. Here's the thing that really fucked me up, too. I thought that Caroline had said the worst things that were possible in this book. (laughs) But then we get to the worst, like, what I thought was the worst part of this book so far, which is Love explaining her 9-11 story. Why, why, Caroline, why was this necessary? (laughs) Hey, how about we don't? How about we don't when it's not relevant to the story and Love's experience with 9-11 is not, there's none. There's none story. I don't understand it. Um, also, can we talk about Joseph's story? 
Because that kind of fucked me up. The fact that he was so fine telling this woman that he just met that he was locked in a basement right. in a cage. It's like, hey, let me just unwield my daddy issues and my deep trauma that is definitely not resolved in any possible way. Sure. That I was, I got locked in a, in the cage in the basement um, yep. by what is essentially my father figure. <laughs> um, and it was on 9-11, so... Love's only response to that is like, wow, cool. we both had really interesting 9-11 stories. We should make a movie about it, oh which is her way of saying we should have a podcast about it, which I hate a lot. Yeah, they were just like, wow, we actually like really vibe. We should like, we should monetize this energy, you know? Uh, <laughs> I hate that mm-hmm. so much. Um, and then the chapter fucking ends yeah. with them deciding we're not going to get you a fancy suit jacket, Joseph. We're going to go to the Gap instead. Good luck. Great. <laughs> um, chapter eighteen had big, great Gatsby energy. Yes, old sport is here. A lot of suit coats. A lot of everyone talking, but not really listening to each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Joseph feels surprisingly confident for being such a negative Nancy the whole time. He's just, like, shitting on Kale and just being a little butt and questioning why people eat organic vegetables. And everyone's just, like, clapping at him and being like, oh, Joseph, you're so smart. They are really, like, leaning into, like the rich girl backstory that love really didn't get no in the show um like there was maybe a little bit with like the yurt stuff and like the weird like her parents are eccentric and they like you know they can have little fancy wild vacations and retreats or whatever like that's a whole thing but like these guys these are like yacht club yuppie like it's weird rich rich Yes, I agree. And she's also in that culture, you know. But especially since Love makes it a point that her parents love each other. Um, <laughs> and she says that so many times that it <laughs> it's absurd. Yeah, she's like, sure. it's weird because people usually have kids because they want something to love outside of their relationship because they're sick of their partners. But with with us, they just loved us each other more than they ever loved us. <laughs> right. What a wild way to conceive <laughs> your upbringing. Yeah, it's very odd yeah. to me. Um, so they're in Chateau Marmont, uh, which I found out after Googling it is just like a fancy hotel place in L.A. Sure. Um, which, sure, um, for all these rich people. <laughs> And they're here, they're fancy, they're talking, um, and Joseph's in his Gap Navy blazer in a fucking plain t-shirt, just vibing, just chilling. Um, and for the most part, this, to me, felt like a very filler chapter of just, like, him just kind of schmoozing. For sure, Um, yeah. Other than the fact that, like, they're, I don't know, they're calling him the professor, and um, Love is, like, happy but kind of annoyed by the whole situation, and Forty's really into it. Um, And then there's these, like, random dudes. There's one of, like, Milo, who's in a... Joseph makes a point that he's in a Vineyard Vines shirt. (laughs) And, like, a hat... Oh, I guess it was a Vineyard Vines hat and a t-shirt that said Four Seas Ice Cream. <sighs> so he was in a t-shirt and jeans. Um, and him and, and Forty keep trying to, like, impress this other guy that's there named Barry Stein. Whereas Joseph is just very upset the entire time that, I don't know, that he's just not good enough, I guess. Right. He's like, God, what does he have that I don't? <laughs> like... <laughs> what she comes to find out is that Milo is just writing a screenplay about the fact that his brother killed their father. Uh, and that's that's it. That's all that they have is that he wrote a screenplay about it and Joseph is having to hide from the police because of his fucking mug of urine. Right. 
So, but the chapter finally ends with like love kind of snuck away and Joseph didn't realize. And so some, uh, like a waitress comes up to Joseph and hands him a, a napkin with a note on it that says for Joseph, go to this suite, go now. And he's like, Ooh, we gonna fuck. <laughs> so very exciting stuff. Yeah. Very good. Um, but that's it. So for next week, we're we're getting in there. We're going. We're, we're chucking grooving. along. We've got chapters 19 and 20. Woo! Woohoo! Uh, but now we've got our fantastic patience. Yes! Should we do... It's been a minute. Should we do a reductress moment? Let's do it. I'm feeling it. All right. All right. Um, and exciting things for the space. We have a brand new patron this week. Bah, 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 bah. Shout out to Zoe Steele. Beep, beep, beep. Welcome. Our newest $7 patron. Yeah. Hell yeah. Who's gonna be. Who's gonna be. Yep. Journaling promoted to full-time job. Damn. Same. Yeah. All right. Um, shout out to Rebecca Cullen. Beep, 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 beep. Who's gonna be. Mm. Uh, Hulu releases horniest show ever, just in time to make everyone's lives worse. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Elizabeth Swan. Wow, wow, wow. Who's gonna be. Hero? Villain? This woman ordered takeout. Oh, <laughs> my God. Same. Uh, shout out to Amy Taylor. Boy, boy, boy. Who's gonna be... Uh, here are three meals that use five pots, because what the fuck else are you doing? Real. <laughs> the subtitle for that one is, today is just today, and tomorrow is just today again. <laughs> no. <laughs> shout out to... Uh, Molt Gray. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> it's Molt time, baby. Or it's is mulch it? Molt time. Yes, it is. Do you know what's fucked up about Mulch? <laughs> yes, what's, what's <laughs> fucked up about Mulch? <laughs> I found out from Mulch's Twitter that they used to work at GameStop. What the fuck? Mulch, I didn't know you were such a gamer. Oh, just pulling back the layers of Mulch. I love it. So much Mulch. All right, Mulch, this week, you're gonna be. Boyfriend has two master's degrees, but doesn't wash the back of plates. What the fuck? <laughs> I just got so angry. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got, it got you seething, you know? Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Shout out to Kelly Beck. <clears throat> who's going to be... <laughs> mm? uh, I'm going to try to choose one that's, like, parenting-related. Just really fuck you up, Kelly. Yeah, just All right. call you out. Please, <laughs> okay, please don't reopen Georgia. My daughter finally talks to me sometimes. <laughs> oh, no. Shout out to Taylor Brown Town Lautner. Taylor, I dabbed every time that we said different syllables. As you should, and as everyone should. Great. Who's gonna be air quality in Sephora, best it's been in decades. The earth is healing. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shout out to Aaron Salinger. Beep, 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 beep. <sighs> Who's gonna be how to walk with confidence from your bedroom to the kitchen. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Shout out Sophia Salinger. <laughs> where, where, where? <laughs> Oh my god, there's so many good ones I can't pay. I know. Okay. It's gonna be fear of coronavirus finally edges out fear of toxic shock syndrome. Oh my god. (laughs) I was so scared of toxic shock syndrome. They thought they told us that that was gonna be like death. Like that and it was so common and like everyone was just gonna like their fucking uterus for landmines. Top three fears I was taught by school. Yeah. Toxic shock syndrome. The the scary sand. Yes. Um, the sand that you die Quick in. Quicksand? What is that called? Yes. Okay, that. Scary sand. 
Um, yeah, number and, three, rule three. It's comedy rule threes. Uh, thank you. And I just had it. It was at the tip of my tongue. Um, there's another thing that I feel like I was taught to be scared of that I just never encounter on my daily life. What is it, Cody? What do we? What were we taught to be afraid of that I, we never deal with? Uh, math. <laughs> For real. <laughs> I never deal with math. I'm going to be honest. I have a master's degree. I had never took a single <laughs> math class in any of my college classes. Yeah, well. Tag yourself. Which one of these is yours? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to be news. Dad, accident- Dad accidentally makes some compelling points about gender performance during Drag Race. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's so real. Um, okay, I'm going to be... One that's relevant to our podcast this week instead of I'll, I'm going to choose the one for the podcast and I'll choose one for me. Okay. The podcast one is Torn Nation Comes Together to Hate Baby. <laughs> uh, it's true. It's true. Um, and for me, it's Aunt Becky finds another way to misspell quarantine. Because <laughs> uh, that's me as fuck. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I have a fan fiction today. Um, it was submitted and written by. <sighs> Our unofficial intern, Taylor Brown Tom Lautner. Everyone salute. So, here are the details. Taylor sent us this quick email. It says, hi. <laughs> Just really getting into it. Um, all right. Hi, Allie and Cody. I've been saving this deep, dark secret for your 200th episode, but Newton's and all that. Almost two years ago, I found my old Twilight fanfiction. I had deleted most of it from the internet, but found a Reddit thread that had archived a crap ton of Twilight fanfiction throughout the years. Why did they do that? I have absolutely no idea. But I downloaded this huge file of Twilight fanfiction to sort through, and lo and behold, three of the fanfictions I had deleted were in there. Anyways, I have five or six of them all together, so if I can swallow my pride enough to go through all of these, I'm going to try and submit them one by one. So, the first one that was submitted um, was published, ooh, ooh, um, on November 18th, 2016, so right after we started the podcast and right after the the election, um, the title of this is Occupation, Unemployed Vampire, and the description is, the adults were away for two The adults were away for two weeks, leaving the kids to enter into a friendly spending competition. Far too many expensive purchases in such a small time leads to a potential breach in the colon's cover and a lot of maxed out credit cards. Carlisle makes the decision to cut off from the kids, cut off the kids from the family's money and forces them to learn the value of a dollar. Now the kids have to get real jobs. With tons of life experience and no work experience, who's going to hire them? So this is from Rosalie's point of view. Fantastic. Okay. My one rule is that you stay inconspicuous, Carlyle lectured, for what felt like the hundredth time. I felt like I could repeat his, his speech by heart. It's not about the money. It's the principle of the matter, he repeated, as if on cue. I sighed. Esme and Carlyle had spent two weeks away at, es- at Isle Esme, leaving me and the others to fend for ourselves. With so much free time and so little parental guidance, we had gotten into a spending competition of sorts. No one could pinpoint who exactly was at fault for this. In fact, the winner of the competition had to be determined by an intense match of rock-paper-scissors. I admired the new ring Emmett had bought me as Carlyle finished the speech for what was hopefully the last time. I looked up after he seemed like he was done, confused as the others around me protested against whatever Carlyle had said. What? Was Carlyle going to make us return all the stuff? It wouldn't be the worst end result. You can't be serious, I heard Jasper say. Carlyle stood with his arms folded across his chest, a smug look on his face. What is it? I asked Emmett, hoping my absent-mindedness went unnoticed amongst the flurry of reactions. He's making us get jobs, Jasper said. Josper, who am I? Josper, Josper smeared. My glance quickly moved to Esme, desperation in my eyes. Jobs, I repeated, the word sounding foreign on my tongue. None of us had ever had jobs before. Besides, Carlyle's position at the hospital and Esme's interior decorating business. Even that was more of a hobby. Esme shrugged, as if to say this was out of her hands. He's bluffing, right? asked Emmett looking towards Alice and Edward, who were both deep in thought. No, he means it, Edward finally replied. Alice nodded in agreement. 
how are we supposed to get jobs when all we have is life experience, but we're supposed to only be 17, I asked. You're smart. Figure it out, Carlyle said simply. And scene. Damn. Damn. Taylor Browntown given no excuses from Carlyle. Fuck. They gotta, they gotta be on their own. They gotta make them life experiences. Damn. Just fucking Emmett working at the Taco Bell at Port Angeles just an hour away. Yeah. It's like, it's, hey, it's honest work. It's good. It's good honest work. <laughs> it's honest work. It's real work. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Taylor, please send them all in. I've, those are great. I, I will not roast you unless you want us to. Yeah. So, but that was good. Thank I liked you. it a lot. Wow. Um, this was a doozy, folks. So thanks for sticking in if you're still here. Yeah, thank you. Um, and I, we're still doing Los Angeles, right? Where? What time is it? <laughs> yes, we're doing Los Angeles. All right. As we say, in Los Angeles. Get bit. And get whipped. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, there comes Jacob. <laughs> oh. This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as Into the Twilight.show. You can send us an email at Into the Twilight Show at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at Into the Twilight.bigcartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at Your Ghost Toast 44 on Instagram, and our music is done by Eli Krauss, you can find at Eli Sauerkraus and Krausfilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, you can find at kb underscore underscore smith on twitter you can find ali on twitter at into wild places and you can find me at dyke discourse you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media audio for everyone